May 5th, 2023, we're in Masechet Betza and Amud Bet. If you count from the bottom of the Amud up, let's go up 10 lines in the middle of the line. Uh, the Gemara was talking about in a situation where a person um, forgot to leave either or both Eruv Techumin or Eruv Hatserot before Shabbat, it's Yom Tov. And each of these two Eruvim, which we discussed what they are yesterday, are necessary under many circumstances. Eruv Haserot, in order to carry from my home into the what's a seemingly public uh, courtyard, but not public enough to deem it a public domain or Roshu Tarabim. We need that Eruv Haserot in someone's home to permit us to carry in that middle area. But we haven't left it before Shabbat, and now it's Yom Tov. Or ter- alternatively, we're dealing with Eruv Tehumin. It's not about carrying, it's about moving more than 2,000 Amma outside of the city without an Eruv Tehumin, without food that's left at the end of the tehum, I won't be able to move beyond the 2,000 ama barrier or uh, border of the city. So says the Gemara, if you recall. No, that would be, that would be nice. We'd solve everything. No. Uh, says the, said the Gemara, if you recall, there was a mahlok between Rabbi and Hachamim as to what the halakha. Hachamim maintained that you're not allowed to do either on Yom Tov for Shabbat, whereas Eruv Tavshilin is one thing, and we've discussed that. That, of course, needs to be done before Yom Tov. When it comes to these two Eruvin as well, neither one of them can be done on Yom Tov for the purpose of Shabbat. Rabbi, however, distinguished. Rabbi said, whereas on the one hand, I understand the idea of Eruv Tehumin not being done on Yom Tov for Shabbat, because after all, on Yom Tov as well, you have the Isur of Tehumin, and as a result, if you can't carry beyond the Tehum on Yom Tov, we're not going to be preparing and fixing it for Shabbat. But Eruv Haserot, where you don't have that Isur of carrying into the public middle area, well, as a result, he suggested you would be able to do the Eruv Haserot. Said the Gemara here, 10 lines from the bottom, Iba'aya lehu, after we had a Pesach Halakha, that the Halakha goes like Tanakama, and Shimuel said the Halakha is like Rabbi. When he said Halakha is like Rabbi, in what respect did he say Halakha is like Rabbi? Iba'aya lehu Halakha lekula o lechumra. The Gemara has this funny question. The statement of Shemuel that the halakha is like Rabbi, did he mean it in a stringent fashion or in a lenient fashion? Well, how could you imagine this in a stringent fashion? We just said, according to the Hachamim, you can't leave either one of those Eruvin on Yom Tov for Shabbat. It was Rabbi who was more lenient. He permitted leaving the Eruv Haserot, but not the Eruv Tehumin. That's explicitly a leniency. Peshita de Amar says the Gemara. It's quite simple that the statement of Shemuel and being posek like Rabbi is a lenient approach. There's no such thing as Rabbi in this context being stringent. Says the Gemara, the reason it's a little bit confusing is because we have two versions as to what Rabbi said. Mishum de Shalach Rabbi Azar la Gola, because after all, Rabbi Azar sent to the Gola, to Bavel, that the halakha is loksha tem shonim be Bavel, Rabbi Mativ Hachamim Osrin. I know you have your version, your oral tradition, that Rabbi on this issue is the lenient one who permits leaving the Eruv Haserot on Yom Tov for Shabbat, whereas the Hachamim forbade even that. But us, Ela Rabbi Oser, Hachamim Matirim. We have it in the opposite direction. That was the question. The question was that once Shemuel takes the t- takes the statement brings the statement that the halakha is like Rabbi with which tradition is he being posek like Rabbi lekula based on the 
tradition we were mentioning until now, that Rabbi is the lenient one, or is it alternatively based on what was sent to him from Rabbi Lazar, sent to the Gola from Rabbi Lazar, that Rabbi is stringent, says the Gemara, Mai, what's the Halakha? What did he mean? How are we posek? Tashema, perhaps we can derive from the following a brief uh, anecdote. Uh, this rabbi, Rav Tahlifa Baravdimi, as we'll understand in a moment, his first public ruling as a, uh, not appointed official, but as a rabbi who's being posek halacha was in this context. Apparently there was a situation where it was Yom Tov going into Shabbat and someone had forgotten to do the Eruv Haserot. They turned to Rav Tahlifa Baravdimi and he was, says this statement, Posek like Shemuel. Well, we don't know what Shemuel is. Shemuel is in turn Posek like Rabbi. Was Rabbi lenient or stringent? So we got a story on top of a story, none of which are very clear to us, but we do know the continued lines over here. We know the rebuke that Rav Tahlifa Baravdimi got for being posek in this circumstance, ruling like like uh, Shemuel. Ve'amar Rav, Rav exclaimed either to him or about him, Tehilat Hora'a Rav remarked, he says, the Tehillat Hora'ah, the beginning of the judgment, meaning this was his first judgment, as we said. This was his first Pesach Halacha of this Surbam Rabbanan. That's an expression for a young Torah scholar. Lisrov uh, means to burn. Rashi in Masechet Ta'anit describes it as young scholars are very spicy, they're very hot, they're excited, they're going to scorch you with their words of Torah. Anyway, this individual is Lekilkula, that's the key word. It's destructive. So Rav's remark is, did you hear that class? His first class, his first Pesach Halacha, it's destructive. How could it be destructive? What did he say that was destructive? Well, he said Halacha is like Shemuel. Shemuel said Halacha is like Rabbi. Well, the imagination that we have in this moment is, if you heard someone give a class, if you heard a Pesach Halacha of someone and another person walks away, or you walk away and say, that was a destructive class. In what way? Well, if it was lehumrah, we're not per se going to say it was destructive. We might say it was wrong if they were too stringent. Is it destructive? Generally speaking, if you say they were lenient where they weren't supposed to be lenient, now people are going to be transgressing. Now people are going to be doing the wrong thing. That's destructive. If, on the one hand, you describe, well, now people's Yom Tov and Shabbat will not be as enjoyable. He was too stringent. Not destructive per se, inappropriate, wrong, misleading. Destructive is they're going to be over in Isur. I'm purposefully using these words, but destructive, that destructive, Jeffrey, right, we're going to be playing with people's psychology here. Destructive, I'm not saying, the Gemara is saying destructive means you did something that was forbidden. Um, inappropriate, um, uh, harmful uh, in terms of our spirit are the words we would use. Uh, for destructive is too strong. Right, destructive is too strong, the Gemara believes, for astringency. I was just and am just as bothered as you, Jeffrey. Oh, and, and, that's, and that's the very word I used the other way, yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. Say it again. No, on Yom Tov we learned on Daf Yod Bet that Bet Hillel was posek mitoch shutra 
Hotza'a letzorech, utra shelo letzorech. It's mutar. The same way bishul ochil nefesh is mutar on Yom Tov. We matir many melachot, including carrying. There was no problem of carrying on Yom Tov, irrespective of any eruv. Uh, but now the destructive nature of this Pesach halacha sounds like, the Gemara believes, Rabbi was posek le kula, and in turn, by being posek like him, you're misleading the people. I amarta bishlama le kula ka'amar, if you were to say, and it's understood that the Pesach halachav Rabbi was as reported initially a lenient one, Hainu Kilkula. That's why Rav said, Rav Tahlifa Barav Dimi, he began as Pesach Halacha in a destructive nature. He's misleading the people. The people, Lo Aleno, are going to violate the laws of Yom Tob Mindirabanan. Ela i Amarta Lechumra. Alternatively, if you were to tell me that this is a Humra, all right, so their Shabbat is not as enjoyable, but it's kilkula, it's destructive, it's harmful. My kilkula ika says Gemara. No, even in that situation, there will be a destructive, violative side. How so? Kevan de mekalkele ba rabim. Not exactly the direction of Jeffrey, but uh, along the lines of realizing that by not being able. Sometimes by restraining the people, we lead them not so, well, yes as well, maybe to a less enjoyable experience, but moreover, we tempt them to violate the law. The fact that there won't be an iruv tehumin, because we didn't allow it. Who didn't allow it, potentially? Well, Shimuel, in the name of Rabbi, Rav Tahlifa, naming Shimuel as the Pesach al-Akhan, the situation, yes, he was lenient. But imagine that sometimes, uh, excuse me, yes, yes, he was stringent. I'm, so, I'm sorry, he was stringent. But imagine that sometimes even stringencies can bring people to violations. How would that bring them to a violation? Imagine the situation. They didn't prepare the Eruv Tehumin. They turned to the rabbi, Rav Tahlifa, on Yom Tov, and they say, well, rabbi, can we leave it now? He says, I'm sorry, but you can't. And there's people walking around and carrying already. People who are maybe going to brazenly do so. I can't believe he didn't allow us. I need to carry. People who are not going to realize and they didn't have their Eruv Tehumin. Ultimately speaking, says the Gemara, Haserot, I'm sorry, Haserot. Ultimately speaking, says the Gemara, this story, this anecdote won't help us, um, won't help us solve the mystery of whether Rabbi was Lekula or Lechumra, says the Gemara, that would be Hainu Kilkula. Amarava, in conclusion, even though we couldn't prove it, we have a Pesach Halacha, Amarav Hasta, Amarav Huna, Halacha Kirbi, Halacha indeed is like Rabbi, well what was Rabbi's Pesach Halacha, we don't know, Le'esor. That both Eruv Tehumin and even Eruv Haserot, if you hadn't left it in advance of Shabbat and it's Yom Tov, you may not prepare and leave it then. We will, in the ensuing lines of Daf Yod Zayin Amudalif, see that there might be a solution nonetheless. It has to do with the Tanai, the condition we talked about yesterday from Rashi. But at this point, that seems to be our standing ground. Both Eruv Tavshilin as well. Absolutely need it. On Shabbat, you'll need it. It's us. Of course, it's not. It's a sure to leave it. Eat. Yes, correct. No, I understand why he's phrasing it like that. Indeed, we are not going with that logical statement that if it's permitted on Yom Tov, you can just leave it for Shabbat. We're rather le'esor, both eruv tehumin as well as eruv haserot and Eruv Tavshilin, at this point, the way the Gemara stands, and the Halakha, the way we go, if you hadn't left it for Shabbat in advance, there are very few circumstances where you can leave it now on Yom Tov for Shabbat. 
We'll talk about a condition if you left it on the first day. We talked already about Eruv Tafshilin to be Somechan Gadol Ha'ir. Aside from that, there's no way to do this. You have to do it in advance. Okay, now that the Gemara is talking about, well, the proper version of Rabbi in terms of Pesach Halacha and Yom Tob and Shabbat, the Gemara says, let's take an opportunity to pivot a little, talk about something different, which will end us in similar circumstances and trying to figure out what's the proper version of Pesach Halacha, but not really having to do with carrying, walking, or eating. Tanur Rabbanan says the Beraita, two lines from the top, Yom Tob Shehalihiyot B'Shabbat. Yom Tob, oh, this sounds like it's exactly what, no, not really, Shehalihiyot B'Shabbat. Yom Tob, which falls out on Shabbat, it's not Yom Tob before Shabbat, it's Yom Tob on Shabbat, it's a very sanctified day. Bet Shammai Omri Mitpalel Shemona. We're referring now to the regular tefillot over the course of that Shabbat. Now, generally speaking, on Shabbat, each one of our Amidas has seven berachot, the three at the beginning, the Magen Abraham, the Metim, and Hakel HaKadosh, the three at the end, uh, the three at the end, and then one in the middle, one special one in the middle. We have that both on Shabbat and on Yom Tov. We call that seven berachot in the Amidah. The three standard at the beginning, three standard at the end. And the one special one, the one new one for Shabbat, each one of the tefillot on Shabbat has a different one. And Yom Tov, where all the tefillot aside from Musaf have the same middle. Uh, Bet Shammai's opinion over here is what happens if Shabbat and Yom Tov fall out together. I say it's a special opportunity, not seven berachot, but eight berachot, because you'll have a special, unique prayer in the middle, beracha for Shabbat, and a separate one for Yom Tov. Those are Bet Shammai's words. Bet Shammai omrim mitpalel shemona, we're referring to the berachot in the Amidah. Again, he's not even referring to, he assumes you realize the three at the beginning and the three at the end. He specifies what he's referring to specifically, ve'omer shel Shabbat bifne atzma, beracha for Shabbat, v'shel Yom Tov bifne atzma. Now that is clearly not what we do. We don't have eight perachot amidas. say, alternatively, no, just like you would do on a regular Shabbat, just like you would do on an ordinary Yom Tob, seven perachot. Well, how do we balance? How do we deal with both Shabbat and Yom Tob? Matchil b'shel Shabbat, u'mesayem b'shel Shabbat, ve'omer kedushat hayom ba'emsa. You begin that middle beracha uh, the same way that you'll end it, which is with reference to Shabbat, God, you've given us at Yom HaShabbat Azeh, you'll then refer to as well Yom Tob, but the Siyum Beracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadesh HaShabbat, will conclude the same way you began. Yeah. Now that's how... I'm talking about I'm talking about Beit Hillel. You're ahead of me. I don't know what we do. Beit Hillel said, Shabbat." It's exactly no no zemanim being mentioned over here. If you take a look at the right hand side of Rashi, Rashi helps us out with the particulars. Matchil b'shel Shabbat beracha had lishvehem. Umatchil azchir Shabbat achila. Here it is. Vati tenanu et yom ha hazeh. At Yom, and then you'll mention the Yom Tov, at Yom Chag HaMasot. But you opened with Yom HaMenucha, Yom HaShabbat, umesayema beracha b'shel Shabbat, mekadesh Shabbat. period. Vetulo, nothing more. That's the opinion of Beit Hillel. We don't, as Charlie pointed out, follow the opinion either of Beit Hillel. Okay, continues the Beraita. Rabbi Omer, af even hotem ba. The hatima, the conclusion of the beracha is, Mekadesh HaShabbat 
Yisrael vehazemanim. So the conclusion has several references. First and foremost, Shabbat. Secondly, Yisrael. And thirdly, Zemanim. Zemanim is a reference to the holiday. Now that's the Nosach of the Beracha and the conclusion of Beracha as we have it. We'll open it in one way, but our conclusion is mentioning both. Why do we throw in Yisrael? We'll talk about it in just a moment, but at this point, we just see the words. The Gemara isn't helping us per se as to the reference to Yisrael. Tane tana kame deravina. There was an individual who was reciting Beraitot in front of Ravina, a rabbi. Mekadesh Yisrael vehashabbat vehazemanim. He flipped the order, this individual in front of Ravina. He had instead of Mekadesh, Hashabbat, Yisrael vehazemanim, he first mentioned Yisrael, then Shabbat, and then Zemanim, the holiday. Amar le Ravina exclaimed to this individual, Atu Shabbat Yisrael mekadeshele? Do you believe, do you think, that Shabbat is sanctified by Yisrael? Shabbat Shabbat is kayema standing. It's already standing. Mekadesha mekudash hakadosh baruch hu in the seventh six days of creation on the seventh day sanctified for eternity. He made a perpetual sanctification the seventh day, which means to say it's not per se dependent upon us, and therefore it's inappropriate for us to presumptuously state baruch Hashem mekadesh. Yisrael, HaShabbat. It sounds like the Yisrael are the ones who sanctify Shabbat, but it's not so. So instead, because Borei Olam, God himself sanctified that. Yisrael, and now we have an answer to Nathan's question, where did Yisrael come from? We have a reference to Yisrael in the Beracha, because instead of merely mentioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the context of the Kedushah, we have to mention as well us, because we're a part of the sanctity of Yom Tov. After all, we learned it in Masechet Sanhedrin, in Masechet Rosh Hashanah as well, there was Kedusha Chodesh, there was the ability, the responsibility of the Sanhedrin, of the Bedin of Am Yisrael to determine when the months began, to determine when they ended, to decide when Yom Tov in turn would fall out. That means that the sanctity of the day is very much resting on the shoulders of the Chachmein Am Yisrael in totality, which in turn means that we can't and shouldn't just say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God is the one who sanctifies the holidays. It's our actions upon which He's empowered us to, to sanctify them as well. Pasuk says in this week's parasha, and the derasha adam, and the derasha of that last second to last word otam them is don't read it as otam them meaning the holidays, but rather atem you ashetikru atem adam you will proclaim. You, the nation, will decide when the holiday is. Therefore, the conclusion is, Amar Yosef, Halacha Kirbi. Halacha, first and foremost, is like Ribi. And now we understand its context in our Gemara. What was Rabbi's opinion? Rabbi's opinion was you begin, you seven berachot, you begin uh, with Shabbat, you include Yom Tov, and you finish with both Shabbat and Yom Tov. What's the proper conclusion version? Ravina, and as Ravina fixed it up, Ravina's fix up was the way we understood it in the first stage, the way we have it in our prayer books. Baruch Hashem, Mikadesh. 
Hashabbat, Shabbat has its sanctity from Sheshet Yemei Bereshit, God for eternity sanctified the seventh day. Yisrael, God, you sanctified us, empowered us to bring Kiddushah, to bring holiness to Hazemanim. That's the Gemara that we have over here. It is important and necessary, in my opinion, to mention this coming week's parasha, Parashat Emor, has the Parashat Hamoadim in Perekaf Gimal of Sefer Vayikra. We have a reference to the holidays. They're mentioned in several places in the Torah. And in our context specifically, we don't only mention the holidays, we also mention Shabbat. That's a very surprising statement. We're talking about Mikrae Kodesh. We're talking about the days which we're empowered to sanctify. Our Gemara is telling us quite the opposite. Shabbat shouldn't be mentioned. Shabbat should stand apart. Shabbat's not like the other festivals and holidays. The festivals and holidays, we sanctify them, of course, in partnership with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But ultimately speaking, Shabbat, the words of the Gemara is Mekadesha Vekayema. How inappropriate, Kivyachol, for it to be mentioned in the Torah together with Yom Tov. Ramban Nachmani in his commentary to uh, Parashat Yitro, when he talks about the Pasuk in the Ten Commandments, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho, which of course is the way we remember and understand based on the Gemara and Berachot and Kaf, as the mitzvah of Kiddush. Says, says Ramban Nachmani, you want to know what that Pasuk really means though? It's a responsibility, Lekadesho, listen to those words again, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho, it sounds like we're being Mekadesh, we're sanctifying the day. Wait a second, that runs counter to this Gemara. Ramban, as a matter of fact, likens it to what we would do for the 50th year. We'll read about that in uh, next week's parasha. There was a mitzvah on the, on the high court, lekadesh et shenata hamishim. They needed to say mekudash, mekudash about shenata yovel, the 50th year. Otherwise, it didn't have its full sanctity. Says Ramban, by mentioning Shabbat at the onset with Kiddush, you, I, we sanctify the day, lekadesho. But which one is it? Does God sanctify it? Or do we sanctify it? The suggestion of many is that whereas Yom Tov seems to be solely focused on our responsibility, we determine the day, Shabbat has a dual nature. The dual nature of Shabbat is such that yes, its sanctity will move on and be present for eternity based on God's actions in Sheshit Yimei Bereshit. But, and now I speak in the practical sense, if you believe that your Shabbat will be just as sanctified and just as holy because existentially it just is so, irrespective of the way that I stop to be mindful and to determine what my household, what my life is going to be like, well then you're missing something. Zachorat Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho means, yes, I've set it into motion. It is Mekadesha Vekayema, but there's a lot on your part to bring forth the way that that will manifest itself. We can bring things into motion, we can create, Kadosh Baruch Hu can bring an entity of Kiddushah of Shabbat's nature into our lives. But if we don't tap into that, well, then there wasn't any sanctity. I don't know it was. Didn't you feel inspired by it just by being alive on that day? If you didn't tap into it, if you weren't a part of its prayers, if you weren't a part of its practices, it was not a day of sanctity for you. That's perhaps this week's parasha as well. Shabbat is coupled with the holidays. How inappropriate Shabbat stands apart from the holidays. That's right. In its essence, it's God's day which he set aside in its reality, in the way that it manifests itself in our life, if we don't cry it out as Shabbat, if we don't appreciate it as Shabbat, if we don't distinguish it on our own as a day separate than all others, it will be missing, it will be absent in its Kiddushah. You won't have a month, you won't have that day, you won't have a holiday. 
if you are not mekadesh et ha-chodesh, you're either going to have a very confusing time for when that holiday begins, and some will be doing one and others will be doing another, which effectively means we don't have one. Yeah, it's... But every single one is dependent upon us. Every single one is dependent upon the Kiddush HaChodesh. If you don't have, and we can manipulate the Kiddush, quite literally. I don't say that with, with any fear. The Gemara tells us, manipulation. In other words, for what is best for us, we would change when the Rosh Chodesh would, uh, would, would happen. All right, Harambam, as a matter of fact, in his Moreno Bukhim, uh, Joey might remember this, uh, brings this to our attention. If you read it carefully, he seems to be describing, uh, it's a big word, a dialectical ro- role and nature of Shabbat. Dai means two. There's a twofold nature of Shabbat. On the one hand, it has that Kiddushah inherent from HaKadosh Baruch on the other hand, if we don't act upon it, it won't be existent. Says the Gemara onward, Tanur Rabbanan, Shabbat Shehalihiyot, this time not Yom Tob, but Shabbat falls out on Rosh Chodesh, or Bechuloshel Mo'ed, or on Chol Mo'ed. Well, let's pause for a moment, as Rashi um, beckons us to do, and realize that when Rosh Chodesh or Chol Mo'ed are not Shabbat, what do our tefillot look like? Rosh Chodesh or Cholamoed, that's not Shabbat, our tefillot look pretty much the same as a regular weekday. We just have an insertion in the tefillah. We have the insertion of Ya'alevi Avo in Reseh, right? We call that the Avodah. Bring back the Avodah. We call that Birkata Avodah. So that's what it looks like on a weekday. What will that in turn look like on Shabbat? Well, that's, that's what we have to be mindful of, because whereas a moment ago when we were talking about Yom Tob, if Yom Tob is on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, whatever it is, so we know already it's a different tefillah. On a weekday, Chol HaMo'ed or um, Rosh Chodesh, the prayer looks the same. So what about on a Shabbat? Does that transform the prayer? Or does it leave it the same with just an insertion? Says the, says the Gemara, Tanura Banan Shabbat, Shehaliyot Rosh Chodesh or B'cholosh Moed Arbit, Indeed, it's exactly the way we would expect it. It's not a weekday where we would have 19 berachot with an insertion of Ya'alev Yavo. It's Shabbat. What would we normally have on Shabbat? Seven berachot. What are we going to do? An insertion of Ya'alev Yavo for Rosh Chodesh or Cholam Vim lo amar. What if you didn't say Ya'alev Yavo in these prayers? Mahazirin oto, period. You have to return, depending on where you are, or if you finish the Amidah, it's a question of where you return to. If you finish the Amidah, you go all the way to the back. What's that? Interestingly, says Jesse, we included Arbit. Arbit, the Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Daf Lamed, tells us explicitly that since in Mekadeshin et HaChodesh Balayla, since the Halakha is, you don't have the new month beginning at night, you would accept the witnesses in court and sanctify the day, the next day. So therefore, if it's the nighttime, in Mahazirinoto, there is a debate as to whether this statement in our Gemara, Mahazirinoto, is disagreeing with that, or the statement in the Gemara, is just, listen, for shahrit and for minchama hazirin oto. So we use the word like that over here, but a proper diuk nonetheless. Rabbi Li'ezer Omer, behoda'ah uv musafin matchil b'shel Shabbat. Okay, so Rabbi Li'ezer Omer, behoda'ah. Rabbi Li'ezer disagrees. His statement is, yes, the Amidah will look, generally speaking, the same. However, when do you say, ya'alev yavon? Not in between reseh. And 
but rather in the middle of Modim and Hatovshim Chalchaneleodot, where Al Hanisim is. Exactly the words of Rashi, Kemoshi Omer Al Hanisim, Behanukah Upurim. Right? So, uh, where, where we say Al Hanisim today, according to Rabbi Ezer, that's where Ya'alevi Avo is to be said. Uv Musafin, well, but now we address then until now, Arbit, Shahrit, Minha, the regular structure, seven Berachat, with the addition of Ya'alev Yavo in one of two places. What about Musaf? What does Musaf look like? Umusafin matchil b'shel Shabbat. The Musaf prayer will start in its middle section. Of course, the first three and last three will be standard. The middle section will begin with a reference with referring to Shabbat. Umesayem b'shel Shabbat. And you'll finish with Mekadesh HaShabbat. Ve'omer kedushat hayom ba'emsa. And you'll mention the Chol HaMoed or the Rosh Chodesh in the middle. In the middle of it, Vatite Lano Amona Elokeno et Yom Hamenucha Zevet Yom Hagamatsota says something along those lines. But his siyum again is Mikadesh Shabbat. We're going to. No, we saw who's this. This is Musafin. This is just, this is what we call Tanakama. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel ver Bishmael ben Osher ver Biohanan ben Beroka Omrim Komakom Shuskak Lesheva Matchil Beshel Shabbat Umesayem Beshel Shabbat Veomer Kedushat Hayom Baemsa. This other opinion is, uh, excuse me, so, l- l- one more time. So it says Umusafin Matchil Beshel Shabbat. So we read. Anytime you're in the zone of seven berachot, you begin with Shabbat, Shabbat, So how we going to be posek lahalacha in this context? What is the proper approach in a Yom Tov? Excuse me, a Hola Moed, a Rosh Chodesh, Shehaliot, Beshabbat, Amaravuna, En Halacha, Keoto Hazug. The Pesach Halacha is not like they said to start with Shabbat, to end with Shabbat, and to just mention Kedushat Hayom Baemsa. So, how do we? What's that? No, no, no. The Zug is these two rabbis. It's Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel and Rabbi Ishmael ben Oshel Rabban Yochanan ben Beroka. That's the Zug. Their statement was, you start with Shabbat, you end with Shabbat, you mention Kiddushat Hayom Be'emsa. Rashi, En halakha ke'oto hazu garsinan ila ketana kama. De'amar, arbit, shahrit, as what I wasn't clear about, okay, the, I understand why I just got confused. It goes like this, this last two opinions, this zug, uh, needs to be properly understood. It goes like this. These last two opinions, their vision is, their approach is that all the tefilot on Chol and on Rosh Chodesh Haliyot B'Shabbat will play out, All excuse me, all of their prayers will play out as a special Shabbat prayer. There's, they, they, they have it. In those circumstances, we're going to transform the tefillah into a new tefillah. Whereas Tanakama has it, you're going to leave it the regular tefillah of Shabbat just with the insertion of Chol 
or of Rosh Chodesh, which is the way we do it today, our prayer on Friday night, which is Rosh Chodesh. It's a regular prayer just with Ya'alev Yavo. According to this Zug, it's a new prayer. According to this Zug, it's a new prayer with Yom Tov being mentioned in the middle of the prayer. We're not posek lahalacha like them. We rather have a regular structure. So let me just again bring you through this. It goes like this. It's Shabbat, which is Rosh Chodesh. It's Shahrit in the morning. We open up the prayer book and which Amidah are we reading? Everybody knows we read the regular Amidah today with just an insertion of Ya'alev Yavot. That was Tanakh Hamaz opinion. That much check. What does this Zug tell us? Rashbag and, and, and the other opinion that's mentioned over here, Rabbi Ishmael ben Oshel Yohanan ben Biroka. He says, no, 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 the Shahrit, you have the wrong prayer book. It's not the Batash edition, it's the, uh, it's the Zug edition. What's the Zug edition? It's a whole different prayer. What does my Minha look like? A whole different prayer. Prayers that we've never seen before. Their prayers had a new prayer in the middle, which started with Shabbat, had an inclusion of Yom Tov, an inclusion of Cholamoed, an inclusion of Rosh Chodesh in the middle, and a siyum at the end of Mishel Shabbat. Says the Gemara, well, the Pesach Halacha is like Tanakama. We don't restructure Agbit. We don't restructure Shahrit. We don't redo Minha. All those tefilot remain the same. We just have an insertion. How we posek Halacha in terms of the conclusion? Is it exactly like Oto Hazug? Excuse me, like Tanakama, that the conclusion is just Mekadesh Shabbat. Rashi points out that it's not so. The conclusion is like Rabbi told us earlier. It's Mekadesh HaShabbat Yisrael Verashi and that's going to be our Pesach Halacha uh, in conclusion over here. Concludes this Beraita. What are you to do on Musaf on these days? What's that? They didn't say that. Listen, no, 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 no. Rashbag and Abi Ishmael ben Oshel Abi Yochanan ben Brokar talking about Shachrit, Arbit, and Minha. And the first opinion very clearly did not say that. The very first opinion said, Matchil b'Shabbat u'Mesayim b'Shabbat. Uh, so just, Rashi just is speaking based on his experience. Let's read Rashi quickly. Period. Now Rashi says, Mihu. However, you should know. So Rashi takes a stab over Rashi, much as the top left-hand corner of Tosafot, says, wait a second, although we're telling you the halakha is that we don't restructure and make a new prayer in those circumstances, you should know that when it comes to Musaf, the conclusion is not as they suggested. Their conclusion was, Mekadesh HaShabbat. Where Posek instead, like Rabbi who mentioned earlier, as we said, Mekadesh HaShabbat Yisrael, Verashe Chodashim, Mekadesh HaShabbat Yisrael, Vehazemanim on Chol HaMoed. That's the Pesach Halacha with regards to that. What should be very briefly noted is how the Gemara over here is very clearly setting forth for us disputes less than uh, 1,700 years ago um, with regards to what is supposed to be coming out of our mouths with regards to tefillah. It's a fascinating thing. It, thing. it means that as much as we might imagine that after Anshei Knesset HaGedolah, everything was in place with regards to our prayer book, it was far from it. The prayer book was still somewhat developing. There were still debates as to the details, as to the technicalities, as to which words are in and which words are out. Not so different, but different than the way it 
existence till today. You open a Kol Yaakov Sidur, you open a Magen Abraham Sidur, there are slightly different versions, but we're talking about the same community and the same radius of blocks and so forth. There are nonetheless developments until today with regards to Tefillah. They might be slight, they might be far and in between, it might be about whether to mention Shabbat and Yom Tov or just Shabbat, might be small and specific niche situations, but ultimately speaking, the Sidur, as much as we imagine it being fully closed off, is still, as communities develop, as we as a nation develop, developing in its own slow and albeit nuanced way, but nonetheless in its own way as well.